Good morning, pile. Happy Friday, 7 o'clock. You good? A little frog in my throat this morning. Ooh. Jim and Cake today. From the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's fine, and it's one of those ones where it, you feel it creeping up your throat, and then You're like, please don't, please don't, please don't. No! Oh, it's too late. Let's see. Uh, yesterday, I was re-recording an FM sportscast at the start of the show. Oh, yeah. You got to hear that. I hope, hope you really enjoyed that yesterday. And today, <laughs> ow, it's yeah. out of the throat. Busy show today. Jeff Tootle, former uh, Mesa College linebacker. Now we're going back old school to when they went to the NAI championship game out in Oklahoma and Bob Cortese was their coach. Bill Munson was their quarterback. And uh, Jeff Tootle went on to play for the Giants. He but- got into the uh, Maverick Hall of Fame recently too, didn't he? That is correct. Went uh, with Charles Dukes. And so we'll talk with Jeff Tootle primarily because, well, it's been a long time since I've talked with Jeff. Did talk to him the other day for a little bit mm-hmm. off the air, obviously setting up the interview. But many of uh, the former Mavs will be in town coming up next weekend for the night with Coach Miles, with uh, Miles Coach Shaver, which will be part of the uh, festivities with the uh, spring game coming up next Saturday. And uh, so. By the way, we'll give you more details on how to get tickets for that. Should be a great night at a Troopers Winery on Broadway. And uh, but uh, Jeff's going to come on talk a little bit about his career and about uh, the CMU Football Alumni Association because they're the ones that are putting this on. So uh, looking forward to talking with Jeff Tootle, uh, two-time All NAI linebacker for uh, Bob Cortese back in the day. Also, uh, this morning, you'll hear from Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach, bring back our conversation with uh, the notorious MDG about uh, tomorrow night's game with Angelo State. We'll also talk with Jeremy Bryant, who covers Angelo State, uh, who's helped to facilitate uh, finding someone for us to call the game tomorrow night. And also, uh, hopefully, will be a lengthy run in the South Central Region Tournament for the Maverick men's basketball team. We'll talk with him. Also, our usual Friday conversation with uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Avs uh, can't come back from two two-goal deficits last night. The loose of the Kings over a ball arena. Well, yeah, that was not good. We'll talk with Jackson about that. Doesn't look good for a Gabriel Landeskog return Ugh. anytime soon. When it was looking very promising that he'd probably be back before the end of the regular season. Yeah, now that's, uh, yeah, that's very much up in the air. Also uh, on the program today, Chris Dempsey covers the Nuggets for Altitude. He's going to join us at 9.20. Talk a little Nuggets hoops with Chris Dempsey later on this morning. Text or call the show, 970-242-1340. It's kind of a wide-open Friday. We've got some thoughts about uh, the Avalanche. And how bad they were last night. How, how far can they go in the postseason? They're going to be in the postseason. But how far are they going to go? And I think not having Gabriel Landeskog is hurt. I think they missed Nazem Kadri more than they thought they would. Yeah. You know, I think Dennis Malgan's been a nice pickup for them. They've had a lot of injuries to deal with. Josh Manson's been in and out of the lineup from that in that defensive core. Alexander Georgiev has, has not been bad this year. He's actually yeah. played 
for the most part, really, really well. The problem is the defense in front of him sometimes is a little less. Has not been stellar. And and that's that's kind of with or without Kale McCarr, which is a little scary because he is still one of the best defensemen in hockey. But the defense as a whole, as, as an entire unit, doesn't seem to – they have these nights like – like last night, right? So first period, that first goal that L.A. shot was on their very first shot. Yeah, like it was bam, like just right. like that. The second goal, it seemed like everyone just kind of got lost, like where is it, where to go, and then so it was bad. It was a bad defensive effort first period. It was better in the second. Like, okay, they don't give up a goal. But then offensively, they get one back, but they don't, they don't capitalize on the power play. So it was kind of this back and forth of like, okay, we need to fix the defense in the uh, second period. Okay, they did that. Well, in the offense, even though it only got one, I mean, it got a goal in the second, but it, again, didn't capitalize on the power play. So it was kind of like they would trade off like which unit, <laughs> which side of the ice was worse. You know, PK last night. It was uh, great. They... They, they you know, Los Angeles went 0 for 4 in the power play. Abs have killed off 16 consecutive penalties. 38 of the last 42. That's 91%. That's, that's that's really good. That's a good effort. And then it's even strength goals that have been, been a problem for the Avalanche. So how far do you think they'll go? Got some thoughts on that today. You can text or call us 970-242-1340. Jim along with Cake today. Uh, I, I thought yesterday we might see Colorado and CSU pull off major upsets against the the top seeds in the Pac-12 so in the Midwest. It was so close. And if you listen to um, Mark Johnson and Scott Wilkie yesterday, which I in did the, in the Buffs uh, matchup with uh, top seed UCLA, and, and the Buffs have played UCLA really really tough this season. I mean that that was that game was very much in doubt until about. Three minutes left to go in the basketball game. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it really was. It, that's when UCLA started to pull away. And I agree with what Mark had to say in the case of Tad Boyle getting teed up. How about just Tad's not the kind of guy, as Mark referenced, hmm. who would throw a chair on the court. No. He's not Bobby Knight. No. Game's not in doubt. Just let that go. Let's, let's Tad called him, and I highly doubt Tad Boyle called him a mother bleeping bleepity bleep. Right, right, right. Let it go. Why, I mean, why, why, why toss him at that moment? It just the the other thing too with that, as justified as Tad probably was, because the issue at hand was there probably should have been a goaltending call. It should have been two yeah. points in the end one, but that would have only been three points, and they were down at that point. I think like 10, 10 or eleven at that point. Yeah. So it, like again, it wouldn't have really made a difference, but it yeah. also would have been the right call, and it would have maybe given. You know, some, I don't know if you want to call it hope or not, but just something to say, hey, we're still, you know, we're still officiating this game. Right. I And he kind of lost his mind, probably said some things that the ref didn't like. Ref said, okay, you're done. Threw up two T's and then boom, you're out of here. Unless he said something about his mother or his wife or something. Right. How about just walk away? And I don't think Tad let Tad, let Tad vent and just... Let him stew. Game was not in doubt. It was they were going to win, and it just seemed seemed unnecessary. Good with Mark on that. 
Uh, we will not see an all-Western Slope girls 5A basketball finale, unfortunately. Windsor has been the runner-up to Mullen the last two years, handled Glenwood and Durango. They ended up losing last night to Roosevelt. And so uh, Windsor looking to, to push through and win state title after the last two years of being the runner-up to Mullen. They'll take on Roosevelt at Plateau Valley, lost to Ray last night. So uh, they're into the consolation bracket. We'll give you all the details. And that also the first day of the Fanning Memorial Classic at both Canyon View and at uh, Saplesio. So we'll give you all the scores of that coming up in just a moment in what's happening. So it's anything on your mind today, you can uh, share it with us. Text call 970-242-1340. We kind of got off in the ditch yesterday a little bit. We were talking yeah. about Las Vegas since the basketball tournaments are going on, a lot of them in Las Vegas. Which, uh, we coming up for sound check, we have a, uh, we, we, we might have a, uh, a love love fest from one Bill Walton about Las Vegas coming up in, in a little bit. It's nothing better than the the Conference of Champions. Conference of Champions playing in Las Vegas, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, it's which has sprung from the desert. You're 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 not far off. <laughs> but we'll a but shining gleaming gem in the middle of the wasteland. Yeah, we'll 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 hear that coming up a little bit later. But uh, I'm sorry, I cannot. I've got to work on my my Bill Walton. It's not it's not very good, but the intent I think is there. The message is there. It's a very it's going to be a very long, flowery right love letter. You almost have to like script it, but he doesn't. It at least as far as I know, he doesn't script it. That's all stuff no, like, that he just, just says. Just because Bill Walton's a smart guy, as he's, goofy and weird as he is, he's a really smart guy. I mean, he, yeah, he's almost like yeah. it's almost like he's too smart for his own good. Sometimes, yes. By the way, uh, real quick, getting since we talked about the Pac-12 tournament and CU yesterday, uh, leading up to yesterday's ejection, do you know how many times Tad Boyle had been ejected from a basketball game in his entire coaching career? That includes Northern Colorado? That or includes ju- Northern Colorado. Um, do, I'll say do, 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 eight. Do. Once. Once. He was ejected once at UNC. He had never, supposedly, never been ejected at CU in his 13-year run there until last until night. Until yesterday. When it, there was under a minute to go, and it was really probably just because the ref didn't, you know, but the, it was probably more on the ref than it was on Tad Boyle. Yeah, I, I think so, too. All right, so if you've got something on your mind today, text your call 970-242-1340. Jim along with Kate today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Don't forget we'll have a selection Sunday coming up this Sunday. Pac-12 semifinals tonight at 645. Wish the buffs were there, but didn't, just didn't quite work out that way. So close. But I do want to take a moment, though, to remind you, by the way, that we have our... 2023 Bracket Palooza Party coming up. It's powered by Ed Bozarth, Mark Miller, Chevrolet Buick. It's this coming Tuesday, March 14th, 5.30 until 7.30, Warehouse 25.65. Go online to theteam1340.com. We cannot stress this enough. Use our website. Because if you just bring your bracket and say, here it is. It's not going to count. It's not going to count. you got to go online. got to fill it out at theteam1340.com. We, we plan on having a, a laptop or iPad or something out there where you can, you can fill it out. But I strongly recommend you do it before you come on Tuesday night, okay? Just take a little time this weekend when the bracket comes out on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And fill out your bracket. 
So it starts at 5.30. We're asked 45.65. Show up at 5.30, earn 10 bonus points. Show up at 6 o'clock, earn 8 bonus points. Show up at 6.30, get 6 bonus points. Show up at 7, earn 4 bonus points. Something else to keep in mind, too, folks. If you're bringing brackets for your office, number one, they better have filled them out online or it's not going to count. If you bring brackets for your coworkers, your family, whatever, they are if they are not present. It's a nice gesture, but they got to be there. We're not going to count those brackets. Your bracket will count. You bring your bracket, you're Absolutely. there. Absolutely. You must be in person with your bracket for that bracket to get the bonus points. So keep that in mind because we've had that in the past where, and for a couple of years, we were lenient on that. And no no longer will we be lenient on that. We are we are yeah. cracking down. Because we've had people bring like 10, 15, 20 brackets. No. No, they they need to come. And if you cannot make it, then you don't get the bonus points. That's simply how that works. We're gonna give you a chance to win a pair of avalanche tickets. That's a good two pair. That is a that is a darn good darn good prize right there. And and so you'll have a chance to win those. That that'll be you will be able to win those coming up on Tuesday night. Now, obviously, the the great prize we have with playing against sports and JJ Golf and others, that's through the course the, of the course of the contest. But you'll have a chance to win those Avalanche tickets coming up on Tuesday night, and that is for the game against uh, Arizona, by the way. So that'll be against the Yotes, the Coyotes, coming up on March twenty fourth. So make sure that uh, you get your bracket. Filled out online Sunday night. Bring it Tuesday night. And we'll have our announcer's bracket again. Chance to win 100 bucks there. Chance to win cash, prizes. We'll have cool stuff from Central Distributing out there on Tuesday night. We'll have a little Papa Shot. We're going to do some trivia and some Papa Shot to win prizes. I love it. And we'll have the first four on, too. So we'll be in the stadium area where we were last year. So we'll have the first four on on the big TV at Warehouse 2565. Make sure you join us this Tuesday night for Bracketpalooza, powered by Ed Bozarth, Mark Miller, Chevrolet Buick. All right, 714, Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It is time for... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest. They're your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. They helped put in our brand new phone system here at the radio station. They can do that for you. They provide surveillance options, network support, cybersecurity, PC and server support, and backup and disaster recovery. They are your technology service partner. Don't hire some guys that work out of their garage. Some knuckleheads. Just because your 15-year-old you know, knows how to turn on and off a computer <laughs> or knows how to reset the router doesn't mean that they know how to set up your entire business phone system. It's the lifeblood of your system, man. Your whole IT system. Yeah, you don't want your your sister, your your nephew. Oh, my cousin went to UC Berkeley. With yeah, his, your office yeah. manager's cousin. Yeah, dabbled in some computer stuff. No, go to the people like Nathan and his team that know what they're doing. Give ComWest a call today, 970-242-8142. Right, Google so told me to plug it in no, here. No, 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 no. Get, get the professionals. No, don't do that. All right, the Avalanche couldn't overcome two two-goal deficits and losing 5-2 to two to the L.A. Kings last night in Denver. 
Colorado's Nathan McKinnon and Evan Rodriguez scored goals with the Avs netminder Alexander Georgiev stopping 26 shots. The Avs are third in the Central behind Dallas and Minnesota after the game. Jared Bednar and his thoughts about the loss to L.A. It's a focus and determination, a passion, a deep desire to and want and will to like will and want to win. That's what you know. It's it seems like tonight. And again, it wasn't a horribly played hockey game from us, but it, we didn't get the result we wanted. So I, I just can't help but feel like there's still another gear for us to, to get to. How do we get there? I mean, we got to want it. we got to want it more than we want it right now. All right. Despite a valiant effort, the CSU Rams men's basketball team season has come to an end in the men's Mountain West Conference tournament. CSU fell to top seed San Diego State 64-61 in a game that saw 11 lead changes and nine ties. CSU had four scores reach double digits. John Tanji led all scores with 17, and uh, I thought Patrick Cartier played really well in that game yeah. for Colorado. Uh, the Aztecs, Lamont Butler led the way with 16. CSU finishes the season 15-18. and 18. The CU men's basketball team's run of the Pac-12 tournament ended in the quarterfinals. The loss to top seed UCLA 80-69. Colorado was leading by one at the end of the first half. It was back and forth in the second half with UCLA coming away late. Buffs coach Tab Boyle ejected with under a minute to go in the game, getting two. Technical fouls while arguing a call with officials. CU finishes 17-16 and 16 overall. There is still a chance the Buffs could make the NIT. They'll find out for sure on Sunday. The Plateau Valley boys basketball team dropped their 2A grade 8 matchup last night in Loveland. The Cowboys lost to Ray 53-27, and they drop into the consolation bracket. Plateau Valley faces Crowley County this afternoon at 115. There won't be an all-Western Slope girls state basketball championship game after both Glenwood Springs and Durango lost last night at the Denver Coliseum in the 5A Final Four. Glenwood Springs fell to powerhouse Windsor 65-35 to move into Saturday's title game. The Wizards have been the state runner-up to Mullen in the last two years. Southwestern League champion Durango lost to Roosevelt 59-39. In other scores, the Grand Valley Girls State Tournament run is over. The Cardinals lost to Vanguard School 75-61, the 3A grade 8. The Rangeley Girls basketball team plays Del Norton the consolation game this morning at 11:45 in the 2A tournament. Yesterday was the first day of the Fanning Baseball Classic at Canyonview and Saplesio. Fruit of Monmouth Wildcats off to a good start. They won both their games yesterday. They defeated Rampart 12-2 in five innings with Hunter Smolinski driving in four runs to the Wildcats. Fruit also defeated Lutheran 8-1 with Lucas Weaver giving up just one run with 12 strikeouts. Prairie View defeated fourth-ranked 4A Palisade 5-1 with the Bulldogs also losing to Lutheran 10-4. The Grand Junction Tigers with new coach Sia Spinoza defeated Palmeridge 10-0 after six innings with Jay Satterfield gained the complete game one for the Tigers. Grand Junction dropped their second game in a 9-5 loss to Prairie View. The Central Warriors played just one game on the first day of the tournament as they defeated Rampart 11-1 to win by the run rule. The uh, Warriors' Trevor Zeke drove in three runs to lead the Central Bats. The final day of the tournament is today with games at Canyonview and Saplesio starting at 9 o'clock this morning. The Colorado Mesa baseball team has postponed their series with Metro State. The Mavericks are scheduled to open our MAC play against the Roadrunners today at the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex, but possible bad weather has pushed that series to Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. No game times have been announced just yet. Keeping it on the Mavericks, the uh, CMU men's basketball team is at the South Central Region Tournament, opening up tomorrow night against Angelo State. The Rams come in as the Lone Star Conference Tournament runner-up with a 25-win season under their belt. Angelo is also the second-best scoring defense and lowest opponent field goal percentage in the Lone Star. Mavericks have the top-ranked defense in the RMAC this season. Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge says the Rams are a tenacious defensive team. They're the opposite of sort of minds. They just kind of get into you. They're going to deny away from the ball, and they just really kind of guard their yard. So they're responsible for their guy, and they got to contain and control that guy. And they've been, you know, one of the top defensive teams in the country.
can hear that game tomorrow night right here on the Team CMU Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Pre-game at 6.15, tip-off at 6.30, as uh, Corey Owens will bring that one to you from Canyon, Texas, tomorrow night. And that's a look at... What's happening? Brought to you by our friends over at ComWest. If you have technology issues with your business, give ComWest a call today at 970-242-8142. We'll take a break, and we'll talk with former Maverick linebacker Jeff Tootle coming up next on The Jim Davis Show. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back to the Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, Former Maverick linebacker Jeff Tootle joins us. Jeff, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on the program this morning. Uh, no problem. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. It's been a long time, and uh, I know I didn't get a chance to speak with you in your town uh, this past fall when you were inducted into uh-huh. the, the Maverick uh, Athletic Hall of Fame. Congratulations on that honor. You went in with Charles Dukes, and uh, a special moment, I'm sure, for you when you were in town the last time in Grand Junction to, to be honored uh, for your prowess on the field. Yeah, it was a good time. Appreciate it. <laughs> it was. Yeah, of course, we're going to be talking about the night with uh, Coach Miles Coachaver coming up uh, following the spring game this Saturday out at uh, Tourers Winery for that event. We'll get to get you the details in a moment for those that want to go out and participate. But it's being uh, put on by the CMU Football Alumni Association, which, of course, you're one of those uh, great alums. But let's, let's talk about your career a little bit, Jeff, because I remember I was uh, in high school getting ready to go to, to Mesa College, Mesa back in the day when you were playing for Coach Bob Cortese. You were a three-time All-Armac player, uh, two-time All-NAI selection. You were uh, part of the conference's All-Century team. You had 294 tackles, 136 solo tackles. Uh, it's 10th in program history. And those were some some great days where the Maverick football program in the late 70s heading into the early 80s, it uh, it hit a bit of a rough patch there when Bob Cortese took over, though. Certainly uh, the, the Maverick football team really took off, and you're a big part of that uh, that stout Maverick defense back in the day. Uh, it was a good time. Excellent memories. <laughs> Excellent memories. Uh, I'm, uh, my brain's just, you know, clicking off snapshots. But that, that was a good time in my life. Now, for you, how did you end up coming to Mesa? What was the what was the the draw to come and play in Grand Junction for Bob Cortese? Certainly, a a guy that, that had, had incredible personality and a guy that knew football inside and out. Okay, uh, remembering back how I ended up at Mesa, I don't know what Coach Cortese had on my dad, but my father and Bob they worked me, they double teamed me. That's how I ended up at Mesa. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Either join the military or not stay in here and go to school, kid. Or, or, or go go play football at, at then Mesa College with Bob <laughs> Cortese. And Bob Bob could be a little bit exactly. like a drill instructor though, Jeff, couldn't he? Bob could be a tough task taskmaster. Oh. Oh. You know. I don't know if you can go there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. When when you guys went to that NAI championship game and you and you played out in Oklahoma, kind of take us through that a little bit because that was a that was a huge moment. The town just got so excited about that that chance to play for a national championship. Oh boy, it's it's been a while ago, but uh, just remembering back uh, to the best of my ability, it's a uh, it's kind of a speechless thing. It was it was a. Uh, 
Wow. That's all I can really say. I don't I don't know. Well, I mean it was, it was such an incredible season for your football team. I mean I Yeah. Is there is there a couple of memories from from that championship season when you when you were of course the NIA runner up of uh, of a couple of plays, couple of moments, games that you that you're involved with, Jeff, that uh, that still kind of stick with you and you still think about time to time? I'm sure there is. I, I just it was early in the morning here. Uh, yeah, there, there's some memories. That I definitely remember my teammates. That, that's what I remember the most, to be honest with you. Just looking into to my teammates' eyes, and here we are again. <laughs> exactly. We're talking with Jeff Tootle, who played on uh, the uh, then Mesa College back-to-back uh, 82-83 NAIA National Championship runner-up teams uh, for, for then-coach Bob Cortese. Uh, how much uh, do you keep in contact with your former your former teammates from back uh, during that period of time, Jeff? Yeah, quite 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 a bit. There's a few of us that remain relatively close. Uh, every now and then, we'll hook up. Uh, we're still a pretty nice, tight knit group, is what I'm trying to get out. Uh, we keep in contact. Now, who are the guys you probably keep in contact with the most from from Jeff back in the day? Van uh, Greer, uh, Jesus. There's a few, Tim Donahue. There's a few of us that uh, hook up every now and then. Well, I, m- I imagine when you came back to campus, and I don't know how often you've been back to uh, to the side of the hill. You live over in Denver these days, you work over there. But uh, mm-hmm. I- you have to be blown away by by the campus when you go uh, back over to, oh my God. Uh, to check you, it out. You are absolutely right. <laughs> yes, I have blown away. You are that, I couldn't have said that any better. It's amazing. It really is. Jeff Tootle, the former uh, Maverick linebacker with us today. We'll talk more about uh, the event uh, that the CMU Football Alumni Association is putting on uh, the night with uh, Coach Miles Coachaver coming up next Saturday. But um, you spent some years in the NFL with, with the Giants. Can you take us to that experience a little bit, Jeff, of, of, of being in the NFL and, and being involved with the Giants organization back during that period of time? Oh, it's like a dream come true. I mean, I wasn't even supposed to be there. <laughs> It, uh, that was a good time, you know, running around with those guys and talking about some great players. Uh, I don't know if you remember back, but the Giants had an awesome linebacking crew, and I was just fortunate to get to, to be a part of it just for a brief moment. Uh, but it was, it was it's a good memory, good memory. I'm trying to remember, did he cross over with Lawrence Taylor during that period of time? Was he, or was that a little bit before his time? No, he was there. He okay, was I thought, there. yeah, okay. He was, uh, he was there. Uh, got any stories you can share in the air about Lawrence Taylor? Because uh, very charismatic, very uh, interesting kind of cat. <laughs> I was, yeah, all, everything you've heard is true. <laughs> That's about all I can say there. Well, he, he is very charismatic. Yeah, that, that, that's a good word for him. Yeah, he was a, he definitely uh, an, an interesting individual. No doubt about that. We're talking with Jeff Tootle, former Mesa College linebacker, um, and uh, we'll give you some more detail. We'll get to the details on that night with Miles Cochaver in just a moment. So, Jeff, what are you doing these days? Uh, what do you do over in the front range? Well, right now, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm a, I take care of automatic car wash days is what I do. Now, I keep them operational and clean. Well, there's a lot of people with dirty cars, <laughs> Jeff, so you're never going to be out of work, sir. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Well, the, the event's coming up on uh, March 18th. Uh, there's going to be the, the spring football game at Stoker Stadium from 10 to noon. And then from 6 to 9 uh, that night, it's the evening with uh, Coach Miles Coach Aver, Tours Winery, and Chateau. That's uh, 2087 Broadway. 
And so you can go to the uh, supportingcmu.com website to get your tickets for that event. And it's being put on by the the CMU Football Alumni Association. So, Jeff, I, I appreciate the time this morning. I, are you planning on being there next Saturday? Yes, I am. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to, to, to yeah. seeing you out there. And I appreciate the time uh, bright and early on a Friday morning. Thanks for, for coming on and talking with us for a few minutes. Okay, not a problem. Thank you. Take care. Jeff Toodle, former Maverick linebacker. Uh, joining us, we're going to try to get some more of the, the former Mavs next week as well. But once again, uh, that is March 18th, an evening with Coach Miles Cochaver, and uh, that'll be at Tuvers Winery in Chateau. If you haven't been there, really beautiful place. I bet. And um, once again, you get your tickets by going to sportingcmu.com. That is six to nine o'clock. Uh, it's one hundred and fifty dollars per you know, per ticket uh, for that event. By the way, for uh, the evening with Miles Cochaver. All right, uh, seven thirty-two. Jim along with Kate today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Avalanche fall last night, five to two to the LA Kings. Wasn't great. Doesn't look like Gabriel Landeskog is going to be back like they planned before the end of the regular season. May may not be back at all. And we talked yesterday, Buckeye and I did. At some point, don't you just kind of shut it down and for Landy and turn the page to yeah twenty you know twenty twenty four. Possibly. Gabriel Landeskog, possibly. I think that's something they may they may be considering in regard to his uh, recovery from from the he did was skating last week, and it sounded positive. And then you start to read reports that maybe that knee is not responding as well as they were hoping it would. Which you feel for the guy because clearly he wants to be there for his team, and, it, and they miss him. I mean, he's such a. A great, I mean, he's the captain. He's such a great guy in the dressing room. 30-goal scorer last year. Right. Guy guy that, that plays his tail off on both ends of the ice. A guy that they miss in his actual physical presence on the ice and being around the guys every day. And when you're rehabbing, that's tough because it's you're kind of on the outside looking in. Right. And it's hard to have the the impact, the influence that he normally would on this team because of that. And and it's, it's not all him. I, I feel like they, they miss a little... Little of the, you know, sand in his pants, you know, gr- you know the the grit, right? Of Nazem Kadri, they I think they still miss that kind of player. I think they kind of miss the goal scoring of Nazem Kadri, if we're being honest. The I mean, clutch goal scoring, clutch goal scoring. That you know, second or third line guy that you put out there that you go, hey, you know, lead the way, go out there, try to get points for us. They don't. They just don't have that quite sealed up yet, and the injuries have not helped. And we and we keep going back to that injuries, injuries, injuries. And at some point, you have to kind of say yes, but also the guys that you put out on the ice, they they have to step up. They have to do their jobs. And last night they did not. Yeah. And. I mean, they've had Bowen Byram out of the lineup for a while previously. Uh, Josh Manson, I mentioned him. That defensive core has kind of been racked with injuries throughout the course of this season. McCarr was out for a little bit. He was out for quite a while, it seemed like. Yeah, and so they've they've had some problems in terms of injuries there and the way that, that unit's performed as well. All right, so if you got some thoughts on it today, text or call 970-242-1340. And uh, see, yesterday we, we were talking about the whole uh, – going to Vegas thing Buckeye brought up that uh, when we went as a as a station the one time 
that he ended up going to Margaritaville. And it led to this lengthy discussion of Jimmy Buffett. Okay, I, I caught a little bit of the program yesterday, and I, I'm listening. I'm like, what is this Jimmy Buffett thing? <laughs> like, no disrespect to Mr. Mr. It, Buffett. It, it, well, it turned into a conversation about Jimmy Buffett because of Buckeye going to Margaritaville. And he's like, yeah, that's I only know like one song from him, and it's Margaritaville. And I'm like, well, I, I bet you know probably more than that. And so I started playing some of them. He's like, oh, yeah, come Monday. I, I remember that song. And and I guess just the whole thing about being a parrot head, because our colleague Greg, just he's a parrot head. He loves, well, I don't know if he's a parrot head because he doesn't go to, he doesn't travel the country. He's not like a dead, dead head, you know, follow the Grateful right. Dead. But he go, he's seen Jimmy Buffett, I think, at least once or twice. And that whole fascination with with the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle. Uh, he, the You know, the beach. The Hawaiian shirts, the cheeseburgers in paradise. The puka shell necklace. The necklace. Yeah, God. I just, you know. Are are you are you like whiffing on Jimmy Buffett? You don't, there's not. You I. You, you can't name more than like two songs from him. I know. Well, you Margarita mentioned, Ville, you mentioned Cheeseburger in Paradise. Cheeseburger so. in Paradise, Come Monday. Um, Five o'clock somewhere with Alan Jackson. That's the one I think, you know, currently more the last, you know, several years most people know. You know, I mean, if we're talking about the discography of Jimmy Buffett, it ain't <laughs> it ain't like it's the Beatles or anything. Yeah. Oh you no, know? no kidding. No But you know, there's a if self check is I was gonna say no no bleep on that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, no, I don't, a few was, songs. But what times we get into these bizarre conversations about random things like that. Sometimes and yesterday, it happens. And yesterday it was it was Jimmy Buffett. I don't know. I don't know where it'll go today. We'll see. Still a lot of show to be aired today. We we got a couple hours. We'll we'll find out. All right, seven thirty seven, and it's time to move on with some sound check today. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you. To stop what you're doing and listen. Speaking of Vegas, we have Pac-12 tournament coverage and another edition of what the hell did Bill Walton just say? As he talks about his affinity for Sin City. Las Vegas, we've got it all right here. The sun is all shining on me. Eiffel Tower, balloons, lakes, MGM. Where's Jamie Foxx? They got Jimmy Buffett playing Saturday night. There we go. There it is. Yeah, son of a son of a sailor. Here we go. Volcano. Weather's here. I wish you were beautiful. And here in the game. Poor Jeff Pash. Dave Pash. Dave, I'm sorry. It's, Dave it's Pash. okay. I don't know why I said that. That's okay. Uh, there, there has to be part of him. And moments that finds Walton extremely funny and amusing. And but for the them, most part, it's like, shut up, shut just, up, and let me do my job. Just, Shh, just shut up. Bill, what are you doing? Volcano. MGM. Where's Jamie Foxx? Where's Jamie Foxx? Jimmy Buffett's Jimmy playing. Jimmy Buffett's playing Saturday night. Beautiful it's... Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh. Uh, there you go, Bill Walton. That's that's a well. It's kind of like 
w- whenever we have sound check here on the show, the, the the largest of wells we sometimes dip into, Bill Walton and Mike Francesa. And at times back in the day, the late, late Mike Leach. Yes. 739. Take a break. The uh, Cover Mesa men's basketball team opens up the uh, South Central Region Tournament tomorrow night against Angelo State. You can hear it right here on the team with pregame at 615. And uh, we're going to bring back our conversation with the notorious MDG, Mike DeGeorge, the coach of the Maverick men. That's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. They're a lot of fun. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Colorado Mesa men's hoops with Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge on the team. Joining us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, the head coach of the Colorado Mesa men's basketball team, Mike DeGeorge. Mike, good morning, sir. Morning, Jim. Thanks for having me. Always good to talk with you. And I think you you were Nostradamus after the game on uh, Friday night after the loss to Mines when you said that there were some uh, political things, some some interesting things. I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing what you said in regard to who might end up hosting the South Central Region Tournament. And that kind of turned out to be true, didn't it? With uh, West Texas A&M leapfrogging over Ford Lewis, who won the RMAC Tournament Championship for uh, West Texas A&M to get to, get to host this thing. Uh, just I, I said, I just I thought you were you were a prophet on that, Mike. It turned out to be a, a very interesting uh, situation when the when the bracket was released on Sunday night. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I'm a prophet as much as I am able to recognize fraud, and that's really what it is. And, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see if the NCAA does anything about it. But what happened was completely wrong, and um, we're hoping there's going to be some protests by the RMAC uh, throughout this week. Um, this isn't the first time this has happened, and uh, this is maybe just the most egregious version of it. And so hopefully um, we can uh, fix this and the NCAA will hold the people accountable that did it. What, what have you heard in regard to this? What, you, what can you tell us about this? And what the explanation uh, of, I, what was the explanation yeah, yeah, of, I mean, what was the explanation yeah. of why? I guess I'll just go with that because I know you're limited on what yeah. you can tell us. But what was no. the explanation of why West Texas A&M over Fort Lewis? There is no explanation. I am going to be on a conference call here in a couple of minutes. Where we're going to try to challenge uh, West Texas on it. So here's what I can tell you. As okay. As factual. The committee, uh, the regional committee voted for who the seating, and it was unanimous that Fort Lewis was number one. Every matrix uh, number showed that they should be number one. There was no – if you go two through six, kind of depends who you emphasize what numbers you emphasize you can make the case here for this or that or whatever but clearly fort lewis was the number one and everyone voted for that so the head of the regional committee uh is michael McBroom, who's the ad at west texas he's also the head of the national committee so it got sent off to the national committee with uh with fort lewis number one um Anytime your team is involved, you're supposed to recruit yourself from talking. You're not supposed to be able to say anything about your own team. And somehow, at the national level, it was switched. So uh, we don't have an explanation beyond that. Um, and so that's what we're looking to get more information from the NCAA. So yeah. um, the RMAC office is involved, and we'll see how it plays out. 
Yeah, I know we don't want to spend a ton of time on this. There's only so much you know you you can do on this whole thing, but um, just you know, just just seemed wrong that, that Ford Lewis they won the RMAC championship. They were the number one team in the region, and yet here everybody is in the RMAC traveling to to Canyon, Texas. But uh, for your basketball team, I know a, a disappointing loss uh, to Cover School of Mines, a game that uh, you know a team that you had beat at their place just a, a few weeks ago. You had that opening loss to them to, to open up uh, conference play, and I guess just for your basketball team, outside of Blaze Street and Reese Johnson, just uh, tough time scoring the basketball this last Friday night against the Ordiggers. Yeah, I mean, part of it was, you know, kind of wasn't our night, but that really wasn't the main thing. The main thing is is that at the offensive end, we had played some lower division teams in the RMAC over the last several weeks, and so after the Mines game at their place, we've started to lose some of the details of how we execute our offense in terms of spacing, how we get into screens, how we get out of them. Uh, and all those little details are exposed when you take, face a team as talented as mine's is. And they're just so well positioned and they're so big. You got to earn every advantage. And uh, we've, we, we got away from earning advantages and just relying on our one-on-one ability. And we got exposed on Friday night and, um, you know, so it's a big week ahead for us to, to fix those problems. The guys are committed to it. We had a great practice yesterday, uh, cleaned a lot of things up, and we're really excited about the week ahead. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Cutter Mesa men's basketball team, with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Isaac Jessup, I know you, you hope to have him back. What does that look like for Isaac Jessup? Uh, there are some positive signs. Uh, we don't know for sure yet, but uh, he's he's on a trajectory where we think uh, we could have him for this weekend, which would be awesome. And um, again, that is one of the one of the issues against teams that defend like mines does is that you know you got to have enough shooting on the floor. And for us, you know that balance of like Isaac's been elite defensively and he's been shooting it at an elite level. And so he didn't need a lot of touches to make shots. Uh, when you got Blaze and Trevor, you know, as your primary guys, you know, those secondary guys have to be able to, to be efficient uh, without a lot of touches, and he was able to do that, and then he, he was one of the elite defenders in our league. So losing him has been a huge factor, and, and so hopefully we get him back. Uh, but if not, there's a lot of things we can fix where we can play way better than we did last weekend. Maverick men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge with us on the Team Sports Network. What was the message to your guys, Mike, after that game Friday? Well, part of it, I kind of felt bad for him. You know, like, there's just more pressure on at home. They were so excited. And I thought we just competed our tails off at the defensive end. I mean, it was a heck of a defensive effort when your offense is that bad. And so, you know, to stay in the game and to hold them down defensively, hold the 40% shooting, you know, I really thought it was a heck of an effort physically. We just have lost it on offense. And, um, you know, we got to get it back. And so... That was really the only message to him was I was proud of him, and I think we got another level to us, and we got to work to get it back this week. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Maverick men's basketball team with us, and uh, you get Angelo State to open up the tournament, Mike, and and uh, Kayvon Godwin has been a really good player for them, averaging almost 17 points per game. Uh, they lost by just a point to West Texas A&M in the Lone Star Conference uh, tournament championship game, so... Uh, you open up with uh, the Rams uh, when, to, to start this tournament. Just uh, your scouting report on what you've seen from Angelo State. 
Yeah, they're a very talented team, very athletic, and then they just really defend. They're one of the top defensive teams in the country, and they're just one of those teams. They're, they're the opposite of sort of minds. They just kind of get India, and they're going to deny away from the ball, and they just really kind of guard their yard. So they're responsible for their guy, and they got to contain and control that guy. And they've been, you know, one of the top defensive teams in the country. So they have very good athletes uh, that are very committed at the defensive end. And so we're going to have to be better offensively. And, uh, you know, then they have very good athletes, and they're, they're kind of similar to me. They're a lot like Texas A&M Kingsville offensively, similar concepts, similar uh, personnel, uh, but they're just bigger, uh, more physical guys than Kingsville's guards are very small. And so, you know, it'll be a big challenge. And, you know, they had West Texas beat in the championship game on Sunday, so they'll come in. They, you know, they were up four with 11 seconds to go and on the free-throw line and lost. So, um you know, they'll come in both, you know, uh, licking their wounds and fired up uh, ready and, and obviously a very confident group with playing at a high level. I, re- I referenced Godwin. He's had 74 threes this season. He's their best three-point shooter and a guy that uh, certainly going to have to uh, be uh, cognizant of at the, the three-point line coming up on Saturday. Yeah, and they create those issues for you because they have good athletes. Um, you know, you, your, your instincts are to kind of like, like a Fort Lewis where you just want to kind of contain their drive. But, you know, they also have very good shooting, so you have to be able to get out, get into the ball, stay aggressive to take jumpers away, and then, you know, just be ready as a team to, to, to guard them uh, off the dribble and be rotating and, and playing with high energy, which we did on Friday night. So we got to carry that part over and, and add, add the offense. Maverick men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge with us today on the Team Sports Network. You got to the regional final last year, lost to Black Hills State to, for them to go on to uh, Evansville to play in the national tournament. Uh, when you go back to last year, what are some things you feel like you learned from that experience last year in the regional that maybe helps you this time around? Yeah, I think that, you know, our group is confident. So I don't think losing in the semifinal like we did last year uh, is, is something that we go in shaking, like our confidence is shaken from that loss. I mean, we know that all these teams are great teams, and if we execute, we can beat any of them. And so it's really just about us, you know, staying focused on, on Saturday night and doing everything we can to put the best effort we can against Angelo, you know, and then if we move on, we get ready for whoever we play the next night. And I think our group understands that. I think that just that experience of last year and really the expectation, you know, you kind of go into these tournaments and you just, if you don't really know what to expect, um, you know, it's a little bit more challenging. But our group's been there before. They've had success. And I think they're excited about the opportunity. They don't want, you know, what happened last Friday to be their last experience of the season. And so, um, you know, we've talked a lot about how, you know, no one will remember what we did in the conference tournament if you go make a run in the NCAA tournament. That'll be the lasting impression that that we all have on the season. And when you look at the teams in the field, you, you went one and two against Cover School of Mines, but you're three and zero oh against everybody else: Fort Lewis, Black Hill State, uh, Texas A&M, Kingsville, who you faced early on in the season. And so, um, of course, you didn't play Angelo State uh, during the, the regular season, but you've had success. You know these other teams in this region, and and certainly that has to be a leg up as well. Yeah, I think that is does give us confidence. The other thing too is that you know we did lose our last game against the Little team against Texas A&M International. It's just kind of a bad energy day for us. It was very difficult travel, but we we won six games in a row prior to that against the Lone Star. So you know it's a great league, but we do match up well against. Uh, the athleticism in that league, and we do create problems 
uh, for those teams when we really move the ball and it gets popping. And so, you know, we, we know what the formula is. We'll be confident in that formula, and we need to go and uh, be ready to put our best foot forward on Saturday. Put our best foot forward. That's Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach. The Mavericks square off against Angelo State. Tomorrow night, once again, pregame at 6.15. Tip-off at 6.30. Corey Owens will have the call from Canyon, Texas, as the Maverick men's basketball team takes on Angelo State. We'll talk with Jeremy Bryant, who uh, covers Angelo State. He'll be joining us coming up at 8.40 this morning. So text or call us today. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. If you've got something on your mind today, we were uh, talking about the Avalanche and the loss last night. Uh, the Avs third in the Central Division right now. Certainly not the team that we saw last year. No. Will they go back to the form of bowing out in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? I hope not. I hope not either. But also, but, I don't think this is the team quite built to go on a full Stanley Cup run again with just with too many injuries. Yeah. it's And, and not having Landis Cog. Yeah. That really, matters. really hurts. So if you got some thoughts on that today, text or call us 970-242-1340. Jim along with Cake today. Coming up next hour, your chance to play the Piles' favorite game on a Friday. Where in the world is Tyler Franson? We'll have that for you coming up next hour. Also, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex will join us. And Jeremy Bryant, who covers Angelo State. Hang around till 10 o'clock this morning right here on the Team Sports Network.